do it. Yo, 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 yo. Got callers in the building. Uh, it's once again a Monday night. But once again, it's snowing like crazy outside. We got icy weather. But it's hot here, baby, because it's Shot Callers Monday. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody is doing well. If you're in the Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area, I hope you're staying safe. Hope you're home, chilling, and you're watching Shot Callers because that's what we do. You know what I mean? So uh, without further ado, let me talk to my brother, my man, Timmy Diesel, producer Tim. What's good, my brother? Hey, guys. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's, it's but cold. But it's good. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. And my man, my brother, my ace buku, my number one, Joshua Odellis, Pharrellis, Optellis, Overzealous, Montellis, Hayes. What's good, my brother? What's going on, man? It's uh it's another blizzard coming down in the NKY slash Cincinnati, and we're here talking basketball. That's yeah, no doubt what, about what it. What we love to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So, gentlemen, uh, without further ado, uh, there are reports coming out of Detroit. Detroit basketball. Shout out my brother, good luck, Kyle. Um, that Blake Griffith is deciding to sit out in hopes of a possible trade or a possible restructuring trade um, so that they can move him from Detroit. Uh, I looked at Blake's contract, and as I read in the article, that that man's owed $36 million this year and a cool $39 million next year. <laughs> um, I think I said in a text that Blake Griffin now runs like Hank Hill's daddy with, a no, with no shins. He's, <laughs> his knees are shot. You know what I mean? He has zero explosion. He's pretty much just a spot-up shooter now. Um, for $39 million, producer Tim, who in their right mind is going to go after Blake Griffin? Um, Contract-wise, no one. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just... But, I mean, we, we figure he's going to have to restructure. Like, there's no way that he goes in, you know, he's got to restructure something. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to be a situation where it's restructured because it's not like you can get a package for him unless you get, like, four second-round picks heavily protected from now. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like you said, like, there's just no lift in his game anymore. Uh, I think Rachel Nichols said recently he hasn't dunked in a game since 2019. Oh, yeah, you sent that over, dude. I, I was shocked. I was and absolutely shocked. I think last I saw, you know, he's not shooting the ball very well. Um, I think he's averaging about 14 points a game right now. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't seem like, it, you know, things are going his way by any means. And, you know, I feel like that like, a couple of years ago, I remember he was like 13 all NBA. He had a really good year. He had a resurgence mm -hmm. season. And it almost seems like that took so much out of him to get back to play at that level. And, you know, he's, he's not really being like a playmaker. Obviously he's on a bad team. So that could play a part in that as well. And mm -hmm. so I just don't see a situation where Blake Griffin, you know, gets a trade that's going to be successful for him. Um, you know, actually might be successful for him, but that contract's just not going to be take, taken on. And I just don't see any situation where someone's like 70 mil for two years, 13 points a game. Right. Deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat, man. Like I, I just, 
I think he's when you get a contract like that and, and you see uh, what's happened to him and his game. Um, I mean, he's what is he like? Maybe the fourth best player on his team. Maybe I, I mean, I I mean I would say that. I mean, Jeremy Grant's better. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't even know their uh, roster anymore. I'm not, I mean, it sounds terrible. Like, I know, like I mean, Sadiq Bay, you know, Isaiah Stewart, um, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is there now, but I think he's played like six minutes a game in his four games he's been there so far. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Blake's playing 31 minutes a game. Uh, he's giving you 12 points. He's giving you five rebounds. Um, he's pretty much a, you know, he's pretty much a spot up shooter. Um, I, I like, and, and that's where his contract kills him because nobody in their right mind is going to give him any kind of money as far as that kind of contract to move anywhere. So he's going to have to restructure somehow, some way. Uh, and even if he restructures, like, like what contender needs Blake Griffin? Um, I mean, I mean, contender. I mean, a, a team you think that he could possibly help the way he's playing right now. Now, granted, like you said, it is Detroit. I, I get that. But he just looks bad. Well, you know, maybe the Lakers could look at him for some death now that Anthony Davis is out for a few weeks. Yeah. Hey, listen, this is the, this is the part of the show where I talk about somebody really, really bad. And then the next six weeks, they play super well. Yeah. Shout out to Al Horford. Who's having the week of his life this week? <laughs> and I said he was done last week, and now he's he's been unstoppable this last week. Odellis Varelis, uh, what what are your thoughts on Blake Griffin, man? I, I I just don't see it. I don't see anything happening. Is he frozen? Might be. Josh, did we lose each other? I, I didn't know if I lost Ben again or if you guys lost me this time. I think we lost you, but you're back. We've yeah, you're in. So yeah. All so right. what? So what's your thoughts on? Um, well, I guess I guess my thing is is like, what would a buyout look like? Like if they were to say, yeah. "Hey, let's just part ways. Let's buy out your contract." Like, is there is there a negotiation? And like tactic in place that they could say like, look, we can't, we can't give you all of this. But usually, when someone gets bought out, like, don't they agree to a, a lump sum of money? Yeah, basically, a settlement, with, like a settlement. So, um, you know, I guess what it would come down to is like, what would Blake Griffin be worth? I mean, because you can't just leave him sitting on the bench and paying him all that money. Um, right. You can't try to deal him. And I'm trying to remember. Um, didn't the Pistons do something with Ben Gordon's contract where they ended up being on, they, they were like on the line for like buku amount of money um, when they got rid of him or um, I just I know that what's that Tim? Well, I remember the bulls were the amnestied a contract. Yes. And that, that was not good. It's like basically like, you know, being on your credit reports there for like seven years, you know, like right. that's what I meant to say was the bulls. I'm sorry. I said the because we were talking about the Pistons and I'm like, uh, Ben Gordon with the, with the, with the Pistons. Uh, but, um, 
because the Pistons traded them. Yeah, the Pistons. Is that something that they could? Is that something that they could do? Where they, you know, trading somewhere else, and they have to take on the the majority of that contract itself. I don't know what the. I know we were joking, you know, over the last few days, but I told Ben, I was like, he just needs to sit out for a year and heal, like a. like Christian bailed in in the dark Knight rises, you know, you put him down there in a hole and just let him get healthy with some old Western style medicine and uh, see if he can come back and be his old self. Um, I, I think Detroit overpaid for him to begin with. And I think it's going to be something where they're just stuck with the contract. If, if they can't move him out. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know what a buyout would look like, Tim, you're usually our go-to when it comes to uh, trades and contracts and, and I know Ben had sent you a text about seeing if you could make a trade work. And uh, you were like, I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, you can make any trade work salary wise with that contract. It's just if the other team would take it. It's definitely right. not for what it would cost them. All right. I mean, I, could they Bobby Bonim and just pay him to like 2044 and just, you know what I mean? Just spread that, it. spread that, spread yeah. that contract out a little bit. You know what I mean? I think the Knicks um, tried to do that with Joakim Noah's contract to like when they were like trying to get rid of him. I think they might they? have done that. Yeah, just pay him out to like twenty forty four. You know what I mean? Every July, every July one, he gets one point two million. You know, just spread it out. Um, it's 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 actually sad because I mean we saw who Blake Griffin was in with the Clippers, and um, I think we were all thinking that he was going to maybe come back to a piece of that. And it it like it's like never happened. I mean, I know he was he was okay last year before he got hurt. Um, he was putting up some numbers. I mean, but it's like big time fall off this year compared to last year. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. The 19 season, the 19 season, he was spectacular. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, he had that game that Kyle went to and uh, put like some film up for us where he scored 50 against the Sixers. And yep. um, I think hit he a might, game winner. Yeah. Hit a couple hit game a winners game. shot yeah. really well from three. Um, was a playmaker, like he was making, you know, he was getting, you know, he was like a triple threat out there at times, but yeah, it's just like, like I said, like, I feel like that year when the Pistons went to the playoffs, just took everything out of him to be an eight seed. And yeah, yeah I don't know. And you know what? It could be a thing though, Tim, you brought up a good point. It could be a thing where he gets to a contender and, and, and he starts to play like the contender is playing, you know what I mean? Where, you know, he's in Detroit. They're 8-19. They've got no chance of doing anything anytime soon. Um, and, and maybe he's just waiting possibly to get to a contender um, and maybe show back some of that old form. Um, but I'm, I'm not really sure. It's wishful sure. thinking right there, Benny. Right, right, which I'm not really sure because his body looks broken down. Like, it looks like he just really doesn't move very well. He's he's hurting. He's laboring up the floor. Like, he does, doesn't look like the player he was. Uh, but speaking of other trades and other possibilities, uh, Andre Drummond um, has been reported. Uh, there should have been reported talks of him going to the Raptors. Um, I, I like Andre Drummond. We've always we've always kind of sung the praises of Andre Drummond. Um, uh, he's so underrated as far as uh, defensive and rebounding ability. Uh, being able to put the ball in the basket. Uh, his field goal percentage is always high. He's always playing around the rim. Um, that might be a guy that that could change the – he could change the uh, direction of this Raptors team. Not saying that they're having – not saying that they're playing terrible, but he could actually – he could definitely have an impact 
on on what they do if they're able to make that move. Hopefully, they don't have to give too much up to get him. He's another big contract guy, isn't he, Tim? Like he's got a he's got yeah. a pretty whopping salary. But he's a free agent at the end of the year, right? Right. So, um, so you so, would just take on the remaining part of his contract if you were to trade for him, correct? Correct. Yeah. Which I, I definitely think is, is for it's them, it's it. definitely worth it. I mean, for sure. Um, I, I think that he's a guy that, like I said, he could change the direction of, of, of where they're going right now. They're 12 and 15. Um, you know, they're kind of wallowing around in mediocrity. Uh, I think they've had guys like, you know, like Pascal Siakam, who they've expected a lot from and, and haven't got a lot from. But if you bring a guy like Drummond in, um, I, I, I think it, may put you back in that contending realm. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? You guys think that's something that they can make a move on? You think that's something well, that – go ahead, go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, well, Ben, his contract is $28.7 So that's the number. And so I, don't know what, I don't know what Toronto's cap room is. I don't know I don't know um, what, how much space they have or, or what they'd have to do. Um. There's a way they could make it work, um, especially yeah. if they got a team like the Celtics involved since they have that trade exception. Um, so there's a way you can make it work, but it's, it's you know, it's like that Zach Alphanakis gift from the hangover when all the numbers are just going around his head. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, in the NBA, anything's possible, right? You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not like – and Drummond, God, Drummond's only 27 years old. That's crazy. Same draft as Anthony Davis. That's crazy. Right now he's averaging, you know, 17 points. Uh, in the last 10, he's averaging almost 11 rebounds a game. Uh, he's he's playing really well. You know, and that Cleveland team we've already talked about before is fun. Um, but like, like Tim said in the text message, that Cleveland team's 15 minutes of fame are already up for the season. So it's <laughs> – so it's time to start moving drumming some other pieces to try to get <laughs> where did try Josh, to make some where did Josh go? So I uh yeah. He vanished. That's so funny. But yeah, I, I do think that the uh I, I think that the Andre Drummond moves to the Raptors would be a good good fit um as far as um helping the Raptors try to get back into the hunt in the Eastern Conference. Um, given an inside presence for Lowry and uh, Van Vliet, um, a guy that's able to uh, a guy that's able to uh, be able to help them out on the inside and be able to kind of secure the paint for them defensively uh, and help them out there. So I kind of like I like that move. I like that move way better than the Blake Griffin move. Um, because I think yeah, no Drummond duh. helps. <laughs> yeah, right. The, I think Drummond helps them immensely right away. Um, and you know, for Blake Griffin's sake, I hope he does get out of the show and gets on a contender. Because, but I don't know what contender is going to go for him. So, um, good luck to both of them. I hope I hope it works out for both of them. So, um, next on our list, uh, if you guys have not been watching the G League or caught any of the G League, man, you've missed some exciting basketball. Um, there are some really good players, some really fun players in it. Um, are, as of now, I think that Ignite team is 4-0. The Spurs team is 4-0. And there's a, other, a lot of good teams in there that are playing really well. Um, Producer Tim, 
is our G League guy. Producer Tim, uh, give us some updates on uh, your thoughts on the, the first week of G League action. Well, first I want to say it's been a lot of fun. Um, it is. It's been really cool. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, like we said last week, it's been a lot of just seeing how much talent is really in the NBA pipeline. It's been mm-hmm. really fun. Uh, like you mentioned, everyone's excited about G League Ignite because they have draft prospects in the team. And you see some veterans coming back and really kind of showing some some things. Uh, Jared Jack specifically has been really good for them. Um, Jesse Govan from Georgetown, who I loved coming out of college, has been playing for them as well and has had some decent minutes. So they've been a lot of fun. Um, as far as, you know, you mentioned the Austin Spurs, uh, obviously the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs affiliate. They won again today against the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. They're four now. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten really big minutes from guys like Lucas Simonic, who they took in the, first, the Spurs took in the first round a couple of years ago in the same draft that took uh, Kelton Johnson. So that's been really big for them. They've been, you know, they've been a really impressive so far and they've got a lot of guys on the team that I'm excited about. Um, you know, Trey Jones is on that team, obviously from Duke, uh, Tyus Jones, little brother. He's played really well in that league. And then in the Canton charge situation, obviously as a Bulls fan, I've been following them quite a bit just because they have Devon Dotson on their team. Who mm-hmm. the Bulls have on a two way, you know, he's playing there for the reason that the Bulls do not have their G League affiliate there this year. He had a near triple-double last week, was a rebound away. Um, so far in his time he's in G League, he shot. He scored 12.5. He's had 5.3 rebounds. and I mean, 5.3 assists and 4.3 rebounds a game. And each game has, has, has improved more and more scoring. So their last game, he had, he had 16. Uh, the game before that, he had 12. And the start of the season, he had 9. So... He's been a guy I obviously keep an eye on for personal reasons. But the Delaware Bluecoats, they're just, you know, they're 3-0. and They haven't played mm-hmm. all their full schedule yet. So they're a team that's played really well as well. Um, you look at a guy for them like um, Paul Reed from DePaul. I was a huge fan of Paul Reed coming out of school. Shocked he went as low as he did in the draft. Right now he's putting up 25-11 and 11 for the Delaware Bluecoats. Uh, Reed kind of uh, was a draft pick by the Sixers. Late second round, got a two-way. So he's a guy I'm very high on. So ton of talent. A lot of guys putting on really good performances for the first week. And some fun games coming up this week. Things to look forward to as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at looking at the schedules for the week. Um, and you've got some really good games uh, coming up. Um, some key matchups. But, uh, yeah, this it's been a lot of fun. And, I always send Tim just different things that I see on the G League because I know that, you know, I know that he's watching it and, and uh, checking it out. Um, and it, it is a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of talent. A lot of guys, like I, I was telling Tim, it's a lot of guys that you, you knew about in college. It's a lot of guys that you heard about in college um, that just didn't make a roster but are playing the G League, and they have been a lot of fun. Uh, like for our uh, – like for our – Kentucky fans like James Young uh, has played really well in the G League. He's had a, had a great start to the G League. Um, and so you're seeing guys like that who just didn't quite make a roster but are are, are NBA-level talented players. So it, it's cool to watch. It's been fun to watch. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of this month of them playing and then getting to that uh, one-game-and-out tournament at the end of it to see who's going to be the G League champion. So – what you're also uh, seeing already is some transactions being made as far as um, – so Ray Spalding, uh, former Louisville player, 
Mm-hmm. He was playing for uh, Santa Cruz Warriors. The Rockets picked him up on a two-way. So, oh wow, yeah. So he got picked up already from the G League bubble. See, that's cool. That's cool. So guys are getting an opportunity, man, that they may not get if they were, uh, if this opportunity of the G League wasn't around. So it, it's cool the way they've done it. It's cool the way they've set it up and, and how it's it's fast paced. Like uh, we were talking earlier. A game started at 11 a.m. and you get games all day long. So, you know, if you are a basketball enthusiast and, and you love watching basketball, the G League's where it's at because they have games all day long. So it's been really cool to watch. Yeah, I think, so, I'm sorry, guys. I think for our listeners, I, I had to step away. To, uh, someone was knocking at the door and I was trying to keep the room quiet. But uh, um, I don't think people realize that the NBA is a lot different than like some of the other professional sports because of how many um athletes or how many players can be carried on a roster mm-hmm. so you know i think a lot of people's mindset is is that well if you don't make it to the nba like you're not that good right. and we we all know that that's just not the case um you know most times teams you know before could only carry 15 players where you have 53 man rosters for football and 25 to 27 man rosters for baseball and then you have the large roster for hockey and like the the nba just doesn't carry that many that many players. So, you know, you see two rounds, each team generally would get two picks minus trades and stuff like that. And so that's saying that like literally only like 60 guys are going to make it to the league every year, as opposed to football where you have seven rounds times, you know, 32 picks. I mean, that's an insane different amount of numbers. So I think that this league that is created by the NBA for guys like that actually gives them more of an opportunity to like polish their game off and work on things to be able to to get themselves up to that professional level of basketball because without the G League before that I mean you had some like random you know semi-pro leagues out there a lot of guys have to end up going overseas to play to kind of make their way back to the NBA and I think this is being able to show the talent of some of these guys and be able to say, hey, we got to watch you play, man, and you were killing it out there. So let's go ahead and see if we can bring him up for um, and give him 10 days to prove himself or, hey, let's put him on a two-way and that way he can do both. Or let's just put him on the roster because we need guys to fill spots. And I think right now with all the COVID stuff that's going on and the rosters being able to be expanded just a little bit, it gives teams a little bit more depth. And some of these guys are going to probably end up making it through to the point where they could potentially be superstars or we might see a guy like Jeremy Lin who was, um, you know, killing it for a couple of years. And then, you know, he stepped away and, you know, he had to work his way back. He might get on a roster at some point or some of these guys who we thought were going to make it to the league that never made it, you know, can kill it down there and then be able to get pulled up and end up killing it in the NBA. So we know that the talent's there, you know, and I think that this also helps, um, you know, that, mystique of like hey you have to go to college to be able to play in the nba and and, you know we're watching you know a lot of these guys right now play five or six games in college and then be like hey i'm gonna opt out for the draft and then like not even play again until they get drafted and at least if you take that route of going to the g league it allows them to be able to get some 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 actual court time in to polish their games off oh you mean like jalen johnson did today from duke I was yes. gonna say, didn't, didn't Duke just <laughs> yes. have somebody have somebody Jaylen opt Johnson. out? Yep. That's sure crazy. Did. Oh man, the Duke meltdown. You just hate to see it, don't you? <laughs> Nothing like it, huh? <laughs> did you get 
not not NBA related, but guys, did you see that the all four of the blue bloods who they consider blue bloods was this was the first time that they've that none of them have been ranked in sixty years. Yeah, Kansas yeah. got back in the rankings today. They're like twenty third. That's my namesake alone. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Once yeah, again, absolutely. you just hate <laughs> to see it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I gotta say, from working on that large bid with uh, TB, he's made me like really like watch more North Carolina games, and not necessarily to the point where I'm a fan, but I enjoy watching them do well. So I kind of keep an eye on them, hoping that they can be somewhat successful. Um, our boy Tim Kruger had his bracketology today. Carolina was mm-hmm. a 10 seed, so you know, you know. There you go. They're in it. They're in it. You know what I mean? Which is good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so uh, in injury news, um, we saw Anthony Davis uh, drive to the basket and come up lame. Um, apparently, I guess he had been kind of nursing this injury for the last uh, week or so. Uh, and then finally last night, it kind of came to the head. Um, and it's I guess it's being called an Achilles strain. Um, they're saying two to three weeks with the all-star break being, uh, March 5th through 10th. Uh, they're hoping that possibly he can get back after the all-star break or be reevaluated, I guess I would say, um, after the all-star break, uh, gentlemen, anytime you hear Achilles, of course, uh, it makes the hair on your neck stand up because of course we've had some Achilles injuries in the last couple of years, um, that have, uh, that have impacted the game immensely. So, uh, Tim, our resident Laker, a Laker fan, um, AD out two to three weeks to be reevaluated. What are your thoughts? Um, What do you think uh, will happen uh, during this time as far as how the Lakers will overcome this? Because he's such a huge part of what they do. Now, granted, I mean, they have LeBron, I mean, of course, but, you know, AD is a big part of what they do. How, what's, what's, what do you feel how the Lakers will respond to this? Um, you know, to them, this, this time frame doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. playoff seating doesn't matter for them. Obviously they would love to have home court, but we've seen what they can do. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, obviously it sucks, you know, losing a guy that caliber top five, top 10 player, however you rate them is always going to hurt your team. Um, but this is why they built the roster they did in the off season. This is why they went and got guys like Montres Harrell and Marcus Saul, um, for these circumstances where if something does happen, you know, they've got guys who are ready. So not that those guys are Anthony Davis by any means, but it's obviously a reason they built so much depth and tried to improve on the roster last year that won a title. So mm-hmm. I'm not overtly concerned. And even if they have a rough two or three weeks where they don't play all that well, you know, they've got some big games coming up. They've got the Nets this week. They've got a few of those big matchups. So you could see them come out of this stretch, you know, with a losing record, but I'm not at the point where I'm freaking out, uh, especially with the way Kyle Kuzma's played of late. He's been really, he's played really well. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that yak last night on Michael Porter Jr. That was yes, he did. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're obviously going to take a step back when you lose someone that caliber on both sides of the ball, obviously. But I'm not at the point where I'm worried about them. This is just you know, make sure he's healthy by May is all they you know they should care about. So I yeah. Uh, Odellis Ferellis, uh, what do you, what are, what are your thoughts on the AD injury? Well, um, I think that AD needs to just sit out. <laughs> I think he needs to not play. I just think they need to make sure he's 100% healthy 
going into the playoffs because they he seems to have this nagging thing about getting injured all the time and it's all these little nicks and knacks and um little things that happen where he ends up having to miss in multiple games here and there so um this is a serious injury where um you know we saw kevin durant come back too early in the playoffs and we saw what happened there and i would be really nervous to think that this would be something very similar that if um he was to come back and that strain all of a sudden he makes a move in a game and it snap like that could be detrimental at that point like the lakers are going to need him in the playoffs and they're going to make the playoffs with him without him doesn't matter what happens but to be able to have him in the playoffs like we saw what was going on with him and lebron in the playoffs last year and they collectively absolutely killed it so um i know that the lakers roster is deep i know that the lakers have a lot of firepower on the roster but i need to make sure that he's 100 healthy and ready to go so that when they do get into the playoffs like the lakers have their best foot moving forward yeah that that was my biggest fear when i saw achilles strain uh was kevin watching kevin durant's achilles snap in the finals um just because he wanted to come back and i don't i don't blame kd he's a competitor um but uh, you know anytime you're dealing with the achilles when you're a seven footer uh and and you're explosive athlete like anthony davis you got to take those precautions um it, it it makes me a little nervous that that it's strained i hope that he takes all the time he needs in order to to get back to full strength and full speed uh, because we've already seen what happens when you try to come back too soon. Uh, and we don't want to see that again. We don't want to see another Kevin Durant uh, where you're, you push yourself too hard and then, it, you know, then you're, you full blow your Achilles. But I know this. I'm freaking tired of Achilles injury between Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. And now I, I, I'm, I'm sick of the Achilles. <laughs> I, like I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired. I, I'm, it's like I'm the quarterback with the ACL injury. It just always right. happens. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I'm I'm over it. Um, the other other big injury news was Kevin Durant, which I think is less serious. I think his was just a calf strain. They said a couple games. The only reason it's serious is because he's on my fantasy team, and he always he had COVID last week. We set out all week, and now he's got a calf strain. So yeah, you but know, uh, but, my, but how? But, but is it is it serious or is it just a? a like a kind of a rest thing because remember last year uh, or the year before, I'm sorry, in the playoffs, his original injury was, was labeled as a calf strain. Yeah. And um, we see what that turned into. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't know? look into the detail. I didn't know what, if it was the same leg. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. And if it is like, are they, are they doing it just to make sure that he's got some rest? I mean, cause we've seen like, he literally came back and looked like he wasn't hurt. So um, right. Is right. he doing it? You know, is he? Are they doing it to you know just to be cautious of, like, hey, like we're playing well right now. Let's go ahead and hold him out for a couple games, see how it feels, and then we'll bring him back. Because you know, one of the things that we've been laughing at is the fact that the Nets can't play any defense, and then all of a sudden, the last three games, they want to act like they're the best defensive team in the NBA. So, um, you know, they're holding teams to 
I think they held one team under 100. And I mean, the late, the Golden State put up 117 on them, but that game was far and few already gone over with by like halftime. So um, I, I hope it is precautionary. I hope that it's not anything serious, but I heard calf strain and it immediately took me back to the 2019 playoffs mm-hmm. uh, when all that stuff went down. So, yeah. So that he's missing Monday. He's missing tonight. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday, and then he's missing Tuesday. Because mm-hmm. wouldn't that just be the worst if all of a sudden it was like Thursday night, no Anthony Davis, no Kevin Durant. That would just be right. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we get to watch James Harden and Kyrie against LeBron. It's still exciting, but nowhere near as exciting. Hold on. Lakers aren't on a back-to-back, are they? Like, they're not going to sit LeBron in New Jersey, are they? <laughs> no, it's a home game. Okay, it's a home game. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. You know, like, hey, LeBron. Uh, rest. You're like, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so I get no AD, no LeBron, no KD. Like, word. Well, like, that's the on. thing about like, so, you know, not to go to a different topic here, but like, no, 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 no. Didn't didn't we expect all year? Like when the season started, weren't we like, oh yeah, you know, it's a short off season. The Lakers going to win that back to back. LeBron's going to sit a game. He hasn't. No, and he's, he's been on the injury report every game. He's literally yeah. been on the injury report every game. They're like, oh yeah, he's got that ankle sprain, and I'm like. Does he? Does right. he actually have an ankle? Or is this like the Tom Brady thing when the Patriots right. put him on the injury report every week? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. And he's looked phenomenal. I mean, like, I mean, he's got to. He is the. He's the front runner for the MVP. I would say. I mean, he's he's been outstanding. I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. I don't. I don't get it. He does. He doesn't age. He still got bounce. He's still. And not only that, he's his jump shot is getting better. His basketball IQ is getting higher. He's making plays that on the floor that he sees five steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's insane. He's insane. He's like, so, yeah, because he's had like what? What we say is that like, this is his fourth prime. Like, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> his yeah, final absolutely. prime is um his final prime is sniper shooter. You're like right. All right, we've seen all four levels of LeBron James now. Right. Like, super athlete, great defender. You know, pl- elite playmaker. Now sniper. It's like right. Yeah. You're like okay. Well, how crazy is it, though, that, um, you know, just last week and the week before we were talking about Jokic being like head and shoulders above everybody else for the MVP yeah. race. And now all of a sudden it's flipped that fast. Yeah, I think there's so many candidates this year to kind of further your point, Josh, like mm-hmm. Jokic, Embiid. You know, I don't think Durant's played enough games to be in the conversation. Steph, Steph you know, because the Warriors are in the running. You know, they're in yes, the playoffs. They are. You know, LeBron, because he's the best player on the best team and like. Um, I still put Giannis in there because the Bucks have been really good still. Um, yep. Yep. And you know, obviously, you know the way Harden's played since he got to Brooklyn, as far as like being a playmaker. Um, I really love that they're putting the ball in his hands and having Kyrie being the one that's cutting and coming off the off the screens and stuff like that. I thought yep. that was like a great move, and I think it's it's you know you've seen like Josh said like they've made such a boost and such a jump with that with that format yeah. now. Yeah, and I think that's that's a credit to Steve Nash. I mean, uh, knowing personalities of point guards and knowing the position as well as Steve Nash does, knowing that James Harden would probably be better fitted to do that, uh, and Kyrie be the other guy. Um, you know, so I I think that that's a, a um, big ups to Steve Nash on on doing a good coaching job as far as figuring out who needs to go where because that can't be easy having all those egos and and who wants to shoot the ball and all that stuff. So. Um, he's done a great job with that. 
Um, and so seems, we were talking, it seems like they've bought in. Yeah, they have. Well. They have. They have. Yeah. They, yeah, they look good. I still don't love them against like the Sixers and a best of seven. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like they definitely, you know, you can't say that like they have no chance of winning the East by any means. Like those right. three dudes, if they're hot and they're like making baskets. Yeah. Because all of those, I mean, all three of those dudes had the ability to be, to be, uh, just to take over a exactly. game whenever they feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just whenever they feel like it. I feel like more too, before we go to the next topic, one of the things mm-hmm. I really liked about it is, um, you know, Kyrie Irving was always so ball dominant, you know, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere he was. So now, like I said earlier, kind of seeing him be the guy, like that comes off screens, that cuts to the rim and has Harden like find him in the, like in the fast break has actually been really entertaining because, you know, Kyrie is a guy who's shown he can pass, but it wasn't his favorite thing to do, obviously. Right. Um, so now mm-hmm. seeing him kind of be the guy to like, you can have like DeAndre Jordan's screen. He comes off the screen, catches the ball to bounce pass, gets to the rim. It's been really, really good basketball for them. So I've had a, I've, I've really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, and, and I think that it stopped James Harden from being just the dribble, 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 has, dribble guy, right? And him being able to move the ball to Kyrie and be a playmaker and also be able to get shots and like I think it stopped that mentality of him wanting to dribble, dribble, dribble all the time and be able to play, make, and assist and do other things. It's made James Harder hardening a better player even though he's not scoring at the at the rate he was in houston because he doesn't need to um it's made him a better overall basketball player so um i I, yeah i agree with you tim i think the nets have have gotten better uh and and are starting to figure it out as far as having those three on the floor together so uh, speaking of this oh yeah it will be and speaking of those three uh as far as being perennial all-stars uh, the NBA announced their um, All-Star game. They're moving forward with the All-Star weekend and week, uh, May 5th through 10th, uh, that All-Star break. Um, they set down some pretty um, <laughs> stringent, gui- some stringent guidelines as far as what they're going to do for the All-Star game. And I, uh, before I got on here, I, I started to look at a few of them as far as uh, travel and arrangements and, and things like that. So, uh, just a few things just off the off the top of my head. I know that they had mentioned that uh, if you are in the All-Star game, uh, you can only bring a certain number of family members. Um, you can only uh, have so many people attend. Um, if you are not in the All-Star game, you can, you can stay within your NBA city or travel the country, either one. Uh, but you're not allowed to stay in a hotel, which – I found out, you know, I guess most people rent villas or whatever they do. You're rich. I guess you can do that kind of stuff. Um, so um, you're allowed to work out in your facility. But if you go on a road trip or do something like that, you must have an NBA approved. Uh, you must have an NBA approved uh, workout gym if you're going to work out there. Um, so, you know, if, if for instance, somebody wants to go to Planet Fitness. Um, I guess NBA has to approve uh, and approve of your NBA um, of your workout at Planet Fitness. So uh, there's some different things there. I know that we have talked about before um, uh, our, I guess, disagreement of playing the All Star Game or even having an All Star Week. Um, I know we had talked about before about um, guys just you know, naming an all-star game and letting those guys rest and, and 
and just take the week off to kind of reevaluate and let those guys get some rest and do things that they want to do. But it looks like the NBA is moving on with the All-Star game. Um, what are your all's thoughts? I know that we had talked about this before. Uh, do you guys think uh, people will opt out? Do you think players will say, yeah, you know what? It ain't worth it. I'm going to take, you know, take my time off and, and go stay with my family or do whatever. Uh, what do you all think? Uh, Josh, what do you, what do you think about all this all-star stuff? Man? Oh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we had this conversation and, and, you know, Tim and I were, were strongly on the same page with this. And I still think that they need to just cut it loose and not have it at all. And I think what we're going to see is very similar to how the NFL and the pro bowl work where guys are going to opt out and they're going to have to bring other guys in to be able to play the game. So they're going to set a roster and they're not going to have enough guys to play. And that's going to cause them to have to bring reserves in to be able to play the all-star game. So you're basically going to get a watered down version of an all-star game because the guys don't want to play. Like I I would be really shocked if LeBron played in the all-star game. So like if he sits, you know, Giannis already was like, Hey, LeBron's kind of the, he's the guy, he's the King, you know, he's, He's the one that when he talks, we listen. So I just feel like guys are going to follow suit. And if he doesn't play, they don't play. And all of a sudden, you know, we're going to be watching guys like, eh, he should have been an all-star, but maybe not. Or guys that are um, not deserving of being an all-star because they have to plug it in. So they're going to start putting names in. And next thing you know, we're going to see Blake Griffin trying to attempt an all-star <laughs> contest at halftime. And don't nobody want to see that, man. Western Conference starting at center for the Houston Rockets, Rockets. the Marcus Cousins. Yeah, I, I think that's where you're going to be at. I mean, Draymond Green's going to make it. Yeah. Because um, then they're just going to want big names at that point, man. Like, we keep yeah. laughing about Alex Caruso, but that right, he might be starting. Oh, like, he, he'll be your starting shooting guard. You know AC I mean? Fresh, man, he's like, ooh, this is my chance, guys. <laughs> he's top 10 right now for guards, so. Yep. I mean, Clay Thompson's going to be a starter at this point. <laughs> Go out there with his um, boot and we, just... we might even hey, we might even see somebody vote in Grant Hill. That's all I'm saying. I'm in. I'm in. It's kind of like it's gonna look like. Um, do you ever like go through like ESPN fantasy basketball like free agents? You go all the way to the bottom. Oh yeah. It's like Jason Kidd, yeah. Kevin Garnett, <laughs> Paul Pierce. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> uh huh. I, yeah. I used to do that with the uh, with the NFL ones all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. They still got people in here that they haven't played in ten years. Yeah, man. You can pick They're up like, Peter like anybody wants some Fred Jackson? You're like Fred Jackson. Like what? Like, like really? But we'll, yeah, I, we'll do it in like yeah. ten years with Frank Gore and be like, is he actually still playing? We're not for sure. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think that I think you're, I, you guys bring both bring up a good point. I just think that guys will eventually opt out. They're not going to play. Uh, I'm really shocked that they're going. Um, I, I mean, I know this is crazy, but. It's almost like blasphemy against the king. Like the king already said that he didn't want to do it, and the league's going on with it anyway. Usually, the league doesn't go against the king. You know what I mean? So, um, it, it'll be interesting to see what it turns into and what it looks like. Um, I know Tim, you mentioned that they were talking about doing the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest at halftime. I believe they said the three-point contest and the skills competition would be pregame. Oh, the skills competition and the dunk okay. contest would be halftime. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now we're just, now we're just shooting darts, man. Not like, yeah, just let it go. 
just one just this just this one year just just let it go let those guys go to their families do whatever yeah here's my one thing that i want to say about it though like if they do play then we talked about this bit earlier this -hmm. is the year you don't make some fancy schmancy all-star jersey this is the year you let everyone wear their actual jerseys again you bring it back to this team and absolutely just just go with it because it's east versus west this year so it's not like you know team lebron versus team durant or anything like that so like just you know let lebron and steph curry be on the same team they both wear their like home jerseys like or was it that's their association you said the statement you said the statement, yeah, so jersey statement would be jerseys. Dope. yeah like or everyone wears their city jerseys or something like that like mm-hmm. no, whatever but like if i'm gonna have if we're gonna have an all-star game and people don't opt out Give me my one night of LeBron and Steph Curry being on the same team for one night. For one night, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I'm definitely it's, with it's you. It's never happened, right? Never happened. They weren't on the Olympic team together ever. Um, the two guys, the two biggest, most influential players in the NBA right now on the same team for one night. Like, that's how you build it right there. That's how you build that's, it. That's how you sell the game to people. Hey, speaking of, speaking of the All-Star game, I was um, looking – you know, you know my my guys, Chris Broussard. I always tell you guys, I don't listen unless Chris Broussard says it. Um, kind of joking around, <laughs> but uh, he he's he he did his All Star ballot, oh, and God. I want you to listen to his starting five for each conference. Okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the East first. So you got Giannis and okay. Embiid, right? And then he has Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. <laughs> mm. Wow. Um, that's okay. a little nut. Like we said, we yeah, as we're just talking about how KD's not played enough games, and I don't think Kyrie's played enough games. He might take another break, and Harden just got traded over to the East. And right, like, wow, wow. So Western Western Conference, uh, pretty. This one's pretty spot on. He's got LeBron. Jokic, Leonard, Doncic, Curry, which I'm pretty sure at, at this point that's probably everybody's starting five. I'm, I've yeah. seen some people throw Dame in there. I've seen, um, you know, yeah. a couple other names. But for the most part, Anthony Davis. Um, with him being hurt, obviously, um, right. that would be hard. So, um, what do you think about the that East team? I hate it. <laughs> 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 All for the reasons that we just said. Like Durant set, set out games. Kyrie took a ten game break. Uh, Harden just got tra- traded over there, and you're skipping over guys like Zach Levine, like and Bradley Beal, uh, and Bradley Beal. Two guys that have had phenomenal years. Uh, they've played really well and deserve to be All Stars. Like I, I don't, uh, you know, I just I, I, I want you guys to know that yesterday or yesterday last year, and I was still fuming about this, and I still am. The fact that Bradley Beal did not make the all-star team last year, um, averaging like 35 points a game, was insane to me. Yeah. I, I know that that's not always the, the the measuring stick, but I was like, how long does someone have to pay their dues and like literally ball out in the rest of the league before they can get their nod for being the all-star? Yeah, I mean, he's been really good. Him and Zach both. I mean, they both have played really well. Why? What, what have... Kyrie and James Harden done over Levine and Beal. I mean, outside of their 
other respective teams not being as successful as New Jersey. But but you're talking about all-stars as far as being the best player on your team and one of the best players in your conference. You can't tell me that those two uh, for this season haven't been better than Irving and Harden, especially in the Eastern Conference. Not going to get an argument from me. Yeah, I just think that's I just think that's great. So. And currently, yeah. as we speak, currently, as we speak, um, Zach Levine is sixth in the NBA in scoring right now. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Bill leads the NBA in scoring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Per game. Per game. Absolutely. I, I mean, they, they've both deserved to be all stars. I mean, that's. You know, uh, I, I well, hate it. I take that I hate back. I take that, that back. Um, I would like to think that I don't think KD qualifies yet because of not playing enough games. And he took a hit on his points per game when they made him sit out that game when he played for 11 minutes or 19, whatever God, it was. was so uh, terrible. Oh, yeah, it was awful. I, that was a bad look. If it wasn't for that, I think he would actually be leading. He would be close to Bradley Bill for points per game right now. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's been great. Kevin Durant's been great. Um, but I, I just think that I think that Levine and Beal have been phenomenal, especially for their for their teams. I mean, they've been they've been phenomenal. And I think they deserve to be on the all star team. Random so. random stat. Who do you think are the top two players? in the NBA in turnovers per game. I think LeBron's one of them, isn't he? No. Westbrook. Ding. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Trey That's number one. Who's number two? Um, Trey Young. No, Tim, but you're close. I know. Trey Young's number three. <laughs> <laughs> this is a point guard. Uh, technically, yes. Ben Simmons? No. Luca. Luca and Trey are tied at third. At third? Come on, man. This is, this is too easy. You guys, I can, when, when you say the name, you're going to be like, okay, like, I get it. John Wall? No. James Harden? Yes. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. So, yes. Russ and Harden, huh? Hmm. And then to the round out the top five, it's Zach Levine. Ain and LeBron James. <laughs> My two favorite that's players crazy. right now. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So uh, to end the night, gentlemen, we're going to play a little hot and not. Uh, I got two teams here uh, on my page. One of them is extremely hot and has been hot for the last, uh, I would say, last, since the year 2001 has began. They've been incredible. Um, and the other team in their last 10 games is three and seven. And this team is Tim's favorite team. Um, so my hot team is the Utah Jazz. Y'all better talk about my Jazz. Y'all better talk about my Jazz. They are nine and one. Their only loss broke up an 11 game win streak, which would have put them at 21 and 0. I mean, they, this team has been phenomenal. They are. Leading the league in points per game, and they their differential is a plus nine point three. They're only allowing opponents one hundred point five point seven 
points a game, which is also leading their conference. The Utah Jazz are 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won seven in a row. Uh, they're averaging 115 points per game, which is the most in their conference. Uh, they are 12-2 at home, 10-3 away, and have a winning percentage, gentlemen, of 81.5%. They are currently 22-5 and five in the league and sitting in number one in the Western Conference. Somebody talk to me about my Utah Jazz. Somebody give me love for my Utah Jazz. They want- are – Go ahead. I want Tim to start. I want Tim to start this because uh, <laughs> he knows why. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, not you know, you can't take away from what they're doing. Obviously, they've been phenomenal. Uh, things are clicking for them. They're deep. They're really talented, and you know, I think Rudy Gobert has really been fantastic. I can't really take yes. it away from him. I'm not at the point with them yet where I think they could beat the Sixers, the Lakers, or the Clippers in the best of seven, but. I- would it shock me if they, you know, they were the third, you know, they were finishing one of those top three seeds in the West and gave one of those teams a big run, you know, in a, in a playoff series? No. So kudos to them. I think Quinn Schneider definitely deserves coach of the year right now. I don't know anyone that could take it from him. Um, but, you know, I'm, 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 it's, it's good for fans of Utah, but I just don't feel like they're there yet. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Gosh dang it, the Bulls just beat the freaking Pacers in overtime. Anyway. The Pacers were up. Huh. I know. With, with like less than 30 seconds left. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I don't know because I couldn't watch it because the Fox Sports Go app doesn't give me Fox Sports Indiana for some reason. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so back to our back to our Utah Jazz. Um, Joshua Odellis Ferellis, my Utah Jazz. Give them love. Hottest team in the league. I think that there are some things that they did this year that they did not have last year, and it is starting to pay off dividends. And it took a little while for them to get going. And now that it is going, I think that we are seeing and they are reaping the benefits of the roster that they have put together. Um, Getting your boy Bogdanovich. um, He started off a little rough, and now he's kind of shooting the lights out right now. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who is the front runner for sixth man of the year. Absolutely. Um, They just got Joe Ingles back and he's healthy. Uh, You know, he's uh, been playing pretty solid. They got six guys that are averaging double figures. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Rudy Gobert, he's going to be your perennial every single year uh, defensive, you know, player of the year candidate. And, uh, I know we have to talk a little bit about that that dunk he had on Giannis the other night. Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, but the other part of it is, is I think having Mike Conley to kind of fit into his role to play point guard. Um, he's he he started to find his little groove, and that team. I tell you what, man. The one thing that I love about them that I've seen lately is they move the ball so well. Um, uh-huh. They they are they are getting tons of open shots. And Ben, um, it, it's it's like every time that we've talked bad about somebody, I know <laughs> that player decides to to you know go on a little streak where they play well. And we had a little session where we were talking bad about Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. right after that, he started playing back to his uh, all star potential. Uh, I want to say last week or the week before, we said something about Al Horford, <laughs> and then you yeah. you threw up, uh, and, and I mentioned that name for a reason. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, they're getting good minutes out of Derek Favors. Uh, they're getting good minutes out of Royce O'Neal. Um, I, I just think that um, the the roster that they've constructed um, has been pretty good. And right now they got like six or seven guys playing right around 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so their minutes are fairly spread out. Um, you know, Mitchell's pretty young. He's, he's playing about 33, 34 minutes a game. And I think he's top on the team. But uh, like I said, you know, you can give those guys breaks because, like you said, J- Jordan Clarks has been such a spark off the bench. And you have leaders on that team like Conley. And I just think the roster fits now, man. I really do. I think their roster is good. I thought Mike Conley was a lot older than what he was um, because Greg Oden looks so old. You know, and they played college together. So, you know. That's a good point. Valid point. No doubt. Greg, o- Greg Oden looks like he's LeBron's dad. So I was thinking that Conley was probably in his, you know, late 50s, early 60s. But, you know, he's only 33. He's still got a couple years left in him. And, um you know, I think that in due time, man. Um, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're. I think they're a contender. I, I think that they're going. We're going to see them at the end of the year, um, out of the first round into the second round, playing a matchup with somebody that they could potentially beat in seven games. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the Utah Jazz love. They are the hot team of the week. They've been the hot team of the week the last couple weeks. Uh, but a team that has fallen on hard times. And I know that producer Tim is, is super it? upset, is super upset about this. Uh, it's your Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. As, it's so Tim, awesome. It's so Tim great. Giggles in the background. <laughs> Listen as to Tim these giggles. Listen giggles in the this. background. All right. So they've won three of their last 10, right? So they're three and seven. Yep. And, you know, look, let's give them credit for some of these losses. You know, Phoenix, really good team. Utah, mm-hmm. really good team. But in that also includes losses to Sacramento, uh-huh. who, you know, play pretty well. Yeah. Detroit Ooh. and Eight. Washington. Woof. The Celtics Woof. are now 13 and 13. Their pace is 20th in the league. They've lost 10 of their last 15 games. Mm. And in those last two games that they lost to Detroit and Washington, Celtics that aren't named Jalen Brown have combined to shoot 35% as a team. They've been starting semi Ojale at the four. Like, mm. mm. you know, come on, guys. Mm. Let's tell us what it is. Jason Tatum, you know, like he's phenomenal. Obviously, I'm never, I'm not going to criticize him by any means ever for being a bad basketball player, but really just doesn't seem like he's really been all there. I mean, yesterday in that Washington game, he had six points, eight rebounds, and four assists. Yeah. And hey, and didn't Bradley Bill set that game out? He, no, no, no. He had 35 yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It was a game before that then. Westbrook was a rebound away from a triple double. Um Jalen Brown's another guy should be on the all-star team, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll he's make been, it. He's been he's been phenomenal. And then you look at the Detroit game and it's like it's not better. I mean, so t- okay, that game Tatum at 33, Brown at 27, but you know, Kemp, they didn't have Campbell Walker in that game, obviously. So, and I don't know what's going to happen with him. It just doesn't seem like he fits really well there. Yeah, Kemba doesn't really fit. It, it's been weird. So, I'll tell you what, man, I was, I, I didn't realize that Jalen Brown was averaging 26 points a oh, game. He's been fantastic. He's been phenomenal, dude. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So, stay he's with been, me. He's folks. been a stud. Stay with me. You ready? Go Boston ahead. Celtics I'll, are. I'll, 
the not team of the week. <laughs> uh, hey, when I brought that up in the show, in the pre-show, Tim could not wait. <laughs> uh, as you Dump can tell, juice. As, they got to play Denver you, tomorrow. They might go under uh, 500. They, I know. <laughs> it's a good possibility. It's a good possibility they go under 500. I mean, Denver's playing really well. Um, let's see who they who they have their next like this next week of games. They go. They're home for Denver. Two games with Atlanta, and Sunday they're at New Orleans. Okay, so maybe they can get healthy versus Atlanta because Atlanta's not very good. Yeah, last you uh, saw the Knicks, Den- the Knicks but- end up pulling that off. Yeah, how about the Knicks, baby? Up nine on the on the Hawks with thirty there seconds go. to go. Did there that go. game go to overtime too? Uh, no. No, but Julius Randle has 42, 9, and 5 tonight, guys. Julius Randle, is he an all-star? Yes. I agree. I if agree. he's not, there's a problem. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been the truth. He's Tim's, awesome. favorite, Tim's favorite player has played 39 minutes. He is 6 of 19 from the floor. Oh, would you look at that? 12, 12 free throws. But he shot 12 free throws. As producer Tim shakes his head at the at the at the <laughs> at the magnificence that is Trey Young. <laughs> See his stuff the other day, he got mad that that foul wasn't called at the end of the game on the screen. He's like getting the rest yeah. face. Like look, every guy, I'm not gonna say like he's the only guy that gets in the rest face by any means, but I'm out. I'm out yeah. on Trey Young. Like, if he gets in the all-star game, <laughs> like Zach Levine, like I'm, I'm, I'm. No, there's, there's no way. There's no way. I'm watching the game no. tonight, and he's like leaning into Derrick Rose to try to get fouls called. I'm like, God, dude, like, yeah. that's not fun basketball. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, I understand that you're a great free throw shooter, but like, no one wants to watch that. Yeah. Hey, when did Kevin? When did Kevin Herter become a starter and like just decide to start balling out? Oh, he's nice. He is nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's nice. So, boys, that wraps it up for uh, another awesome edition of Shot Callers. Um, ended it on producer Tim's not team of the week, which is the Boston Celtics. <laughs> that always makes me happy because that makes him so giddy. So, um, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight uh, on the snowy uh, North Kentucky uh, evening. Uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we appreciate the love. Um Make sure you check us out on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at 48 Minutes NTWRK. Uh, if you download the podcast, uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen tonight and you're not on Facebook Live, download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, five star review. We love them. We appreciate them. Go on there right now, or when that when uh, when it gets downloaded, download it. Five star review. We love it. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we will, uh, Tim, what we got this week? Uh, do we have uh, 48 we got, Minutes Pod? We got some fun stuff this week. All right, what we got? All right, so actually we'll be taping this tomorrow to go live, I think, Thursday. Um, Sean and I on 40 Minutes will be talking with Sam Purley of Hornets.com about oh, nice. that young, fun Charlotte Hornets team. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to talking unis because I'm a big fan of what they've done to bring back the stripes <laughs> this year. Uh, mm-hmm. To modernize it, yeah, I'm digging it. Um, so Sam's actually been really a guy I've like been talking to quite a bit through the summer, 
and he's been really cool. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, so I'm, I'm really pumped for that. And that large bit, we are working on a guest, but we're going to go through and kind of talk about some teams' resumes because, uh, guys, we're four weeks away from Selection Sunday already. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And in this Sunday, we have a huge, huge, huge game for a battle of one seed. Ben's that's, beloved Ohio State Buckeyes taking on so Michigan H. for a uh, – That's that game is going to determine if one of those teams could be a one like, Absolutely. Both could it is. be a one seed. I was like, can they both get in? If it wasn't for Gonzaga and Baylor both being terrific, like so, this this definitely could be a battle for a, for one of those one seeds for sure. You so. see the you see the sign, you see it, you see yes, it, sir. Yeah, they they've played phenomenal, and I, I mean Michigan's played phenomenal as well. As much as I hate to admit it, um, so uh, producer Tim, if you had your choice right now, who are your four number ones? Ooh, okay, Gonzaga, Baylor. Um, I give the slight edge to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think they've played like a little better for stretch. And mm-hmm. then um, I don't know, man, like it's really tough. I think, um, I think Iowa has a case. I think they've been terrific. I think Houston has a case. They've been great. Um, Alabama has been really good. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. like good enough to be a one seed by any means, but um, I'll tell you the team to keep an eye out for in this tournament that you don't want to see across from you on the bracket is Loyola Chicago. Uh, if you remember a couple of years back, they were a 11 seed that went to a final four. They oh, yeah. Been, hey, shout out my girl Sierra Henderson, who is a, a proud Loyola uh, alum. We've been to Loyola's campus several times, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. And uh, right now on Ken Palm, to put it in context, they're a top eight team. So nice. Yeah. Watch out for Loyola Chicago for sure. I, I definitely, um, I remember I texted you, Ben, or uh, Tim, and I asked you how good Baylor was, and you were like, they can win it all. Um, and I know how much you don't think Gonzaga is going to win it all. <laughs> I think they might, actually, this year. I, I do think they will. Uh, uh, Jalen sucks just you, too nice. So you, trash, nice. you trash Gonzaga anytime you can get, get a chance to. So, um, sure. They're the Celtics of college basketball. <laughs> I think I think the team to watch out for that could sneak into a number one seed is Virginia. Um, they, they, I mean, I, because I'm a Louisville fan, um, I watch a lot of ACC basketball, you know, and like I said, the, the ACC with Duke and Carolina are down this year, but Virginia is always just a hard team to play against. They play top-notch defense. Um, they recover so well, and you know they they have they have a, a coach that's already won a national championship, so they they kind of they kind of know what to do around this time of the year, and I I'm pretty sure that they might be able to make enough strides with the amount of games left that maybe be able to, to hop a Houston or an Illinois um, and get up there, and I think Michigan and Ohio State might the winner of that game might push the other one out of a number one seed, so um, I would go. Gonzaga, Baylor. I, I think Michigan might be better than Ohio State right now, but it's a it's a it's a conference game. It's a rivalry game. Um, I just think whoever pulls it off uh, is definitely the gets on that front line. So Ben, I will tell you, I watched Ohio State play Indiana on Saturday, and uh, they looked they looked so good. Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah. who is this team? Yeah, they they've, they've grown so much over the year. Um, so that's so much better. 
You know, so right now, awesome is Alabama. Alabama's really good. Alabama's really good. Too. Alabama is good. But I'm going to go Gonzaga, Baylor, right now, Michigan, and Virginia. Okay. Good deal. Awesome. Uh, well, make sure you guys check uh, check that out. Um, at large bid, of course, uh, usually goes up on Fridays. Um, producer Tim and TB uh, have all your latest uh, all your latest picks and, and uh, your bracketology. Uh, and all the things that you uh, will need to get ready four weeks away from March Madness. So make sure you guys are listening to them. Um, and on Thursday, make sure you listen to that 48 Minutes pod. Um, they're talking Hornets. That, that Hornets team is, is still so much fun uh, with uh, resurgent LaMelo Ball, who has brought that team uh, so, some rejuvenation and some life. Um, so it'll, those are, that'll be two dope pods for you guys to check out. Um, and, and um, we look forward to you guys downloading it and giving us some five-star reviews. We are certainly appreciative of those, and thank you guys once again for joining us tonight, and we will holler at you when we holler at you. Thank you very much. We will see you.